0: Thank you guys for taking a moment to listen to God's Word today. Right now we're in a series called CORE. Understanding the strength and design of the church. Hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. And welcome back to week two of this series CORE. We are in this series to understand the strength and the design of the church, which means what is the strength and the design of you and I, and how we play a, a, a role uh, being part of the big picture that God has for His kingdom. Proverbs 29:18 it says, "When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is." Joyful. I hope there are some joyful people here. Can you wave your hand if you want to obey God's word? Can you wave your hand and say, I am joyful because I am happy to worship God, to follow Him. But the moment we run out of His word, where we go away from His word, we start running wild. <laughs> we become reckless. The purpose of the series, like I said, is to understand the strength, the design of the church and finding your purpose in the big picture. What is it that God trying to do in his kingdom? What is the big picture of our church, King City Church? As you all know, the vision of our church is to reach people far from God into new life in Christ so that they will also make a lasting difference in the lives of Many people in our community, in our cities, and in the rest of the world. That is the vision of our church. Last week we learned that we need to stay planted. Week one was about being planted. It is important that we keep our seed sown, planted in Christ Jesus. Be planted in your salvation. Be planted in everything that God has made you to be. He is the soil. It is in him that we take root. His word is something that protects us and helps us grow. And we also learn that if we can all stay planted in Christ Jesus and be planted in the church that he has called us to be planted, then we will grow together. We will flourish. We will stay green at all times. But you know what? As you remain planted, maybe some of you would have thought, pastor, I try to stay planted many times. I try to stay planted in the salvation. I try to stay planted in in the community, in the church that God has called me to be. But sometimes it's really, really hard because not every season is the same. When challenges come, it's not easy to stay planted. And this morning, I'm going to teach you on something that, that God had actually taught me in my life and still teaching me through my life. And many people here are witnesses for that. I'm sure uh, you know, our dear brother Ivan could say, uh, also relate to this because he committed to be a missionary when he was 12 years old. Can you imagine, 12 years old, and he is still serving God. And many people like that here in this room have committed your life to God. You've committed to serve Him. you committed to stay planted. You have received great words and promises and prophecies about your future, but you're wondering if it all happened, and you're also questioning and doubting because you're not able to stay planted because of the challenges. Have you, do you guys know something? When you buy a car, you know, this expensive car that you buy. Do you know how many times that car gets tested? That car is put to a test many times. And the things that car goes through before it comes to your hand for you to take it on the road. Do you know? Alright, I, I, I guess you have no clue, Let, let's take a look at this video, alright, just, just take a look of what is happening to one of my favorite cars, I don't have this car, one day, but one of my favorite cars, a Ford Mustang, take a look. This morning, I want to talk to you on that title Making in the Breaking. Many times we find it really hard to stay planted because we see that there are so many situations you are broken. But I want to talk to you this morning on this title, Making in the Breaking. The more you are broken, the more you are tested, the more you are made stronger. Can somebody shout amen? Can somebody just lift your both hands and say, I received the word this morning? Can somebody type it in the chat saying, Break me, Lord, so that I will be made for you? Come on, somebody. Many of us use a different B word. And in fact, 90% of the time, the B word that we use is bless me, Lord. Bless me in the morning. Bless me in the afternoon. Bless me in the evening. Bless me when I go to bed. Uh, bless me when I wake up and, I, and I'm driving. Bless me everywhere, Lord. But the point is, if you need to make it into the vision and the purposes of God, you need to pray, you and I need to pray, break me, Lord. Can we pray those prayers every day saying, break me, Lord, instead of bless me, Lord? You, you, you see, I want to I put down three things to you first. God can test you during your bad times and in your good times. The testing is not always in your bad times. The testing is also in your good times. In other words, God can test you with your failures And God can test you with your success as well. God can take away something from you, and that's a test. And God can also bless you with something, and still that's a test. You're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? If everything is a test. The making is in the breaking. The reason is, the testing will determine who you are in Christ Jesus. The testing will determine what comes out of you when you are tested. The testing will determine the strength and the endurance of your faith. You see, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it as an opportunity for great joy. When any kind of trouble comes... Consider it as an opportunity for joy. Verse 3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. That car that you saw, it costs 75 lakhs for you to buy that car. But if that car needs to get on the road, that car needs to get tested. It will be tested on its safety. It will be tested in its endurance. It is tested on its engine. It is tested on its power. It is tested in every single way. And let me tell you, you are much more expensive than a Ford Mustang in God's kingdom. You are much more expensive than any goods that a human person, that a human kind can ever invent or make because nobody can invent or nobody can create your soul but God alone and it is one soul that is more valuable than the rest of the world. Somebody shout, I am costly than a Ford Mustang. I am costly than a Rolls Royce. You could walk in and pay for something. You could walk with it because you paid for it. But nobody can buy your heart. Nobody can pay for your soul. But there's one person who cared about you, who loved you. There's one person who actually bought you into his kingdom with his own blood. He was the only person who could take over your heart, who could take over your soul. Three reasons why we get tested. Number one, you are tested because you are being prepared. You are tested because you are being prepared. You see, Abram was tested with Isaac. You see, God promised Abraham Isaac. We all know this story. Isaac was a promise from God. Now, Abraham was tested while he was waiting for Isaac. Abraham was tested. Abraham was tested with the condition of his faith while even he made a mistake and he had Ishmael, but God still tested his faith that the Bible says Abraham brought Ishmael to God and asked God to bless him and God said I will bless him but still I will keep my word I will give you a child of your own and you shall call him Isaac but then you see it's not just about Abraham the vision is bigger the promise is that he will become the father of nations God blessed him with Isaac but then if if During the failure, during the trials of Abraham, God tested him. Now he received Isaac. God is blessing, but God is still going to test him with his blessing to understand the condition of his heart and faith. He wants to know if you still love him, if you still love God with the blessing that you have received from him. Are you ready to let go of something that you love here in this world physically to even Allow him to say, Lord, not me, but you. The gift that you gave, I am ready to let it go for your sake. Isaac was asked to sacrifice and Abraham took Isaac to be sacrificed for God. His faith was tested. The big picture is that God wanted Abraham to be the father of the nation, not just Isaac's father not just isaac's father isaac was just a starting point let me tell you something church trichy king city church in trichy is just a starting point we are going to this entire nation and we are going to reach the rest of the world you believe it or not god is going to use you and me everybody in this room to reach the world this is just a starting point. I got one amen, and I'm happy with that. God will do what He has called us to do when we stay planted. But the thing is that He will test us with what He has given to us here and now. Many times, We think the testing is all about us, but the testing is not all about us. It's about the kingdom. It's about the big picture. You are tested because you're being prepared to walk closely with Him. You're being prepared to fulfill the greater purpose and the greater vision that God has for your life. So don't complain. Don't mourn. Don't say, oh, I give up now don't don't say or pray that why have you given up me on on me lord the lord has not given up on you he never tempts you but he tests you he tests your faith he tests your 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 spiritual being this is the second point that i want to make today you are tested to understand your spiritual condition Peter's eyes was opened about himself when he betrayed Jesus three times. That's Peter's test. Peter said, no matter who betrays in this room, he looked at all the disciples and he said, no matter who betrays you, I will never betray you. I will never walk away from you. I would never do this. I would never do that. But Jesus showed him, Peter, it's great that you're so enthusiastic about me, but your heart is not rooted in me yet. So Jesus opened his eyes to his heart condition, to his spiritual condition. He was in a place where he was ready to give upon Jesus. He betrayed Jesus three times. And as Peter realized that what he has done, he asked for forgiveness. You know, Deuteronomy 8:2, it says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you. Sometimes God allows testing in our lives to humble us. Sometimes we try to go above God. Sometimes, if we have achieved something before God, we think that we deserve all the blessing. Sometimes God says, ha, no. I'm going to keep you waiting for some time so that you will come back to earth and not fly on cloud nine thinking that you are the greatest Christian and the righteous person in the entire nation. Sometime, God humbles us through the testing. It says that He might humble you testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep His commandments or not. While you go through testing in life, it reveals the true nature and your true love for God. And the more and more you are tested, even if you fail in the testing, you will get back up. And you will come back to say, Lord, I am sorry. I gave upon you. I doubted you in this time of testing. But God, you have still been faithful. I come back to you and I trust in you many times those testings are like you know a diagnostic testing for your spiritual life i don't know how many of you are scared of medical tests there are various kinds of medical tests one one test that i really don't enjoy uh, actually there's two one is dentist and the other one is eye test you know when i first um, realized that i need to go for an eye test i was i think i was in grade six and and I was just going to the doctors for the very first time, and, 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 and they put my face on this machine, and they said that, uh, you know, a little air will go into, you know, will pop into your eyes uh, just for testing. I hated that. Like, it was like somebody going to poke into my eyes. They, it took almost 15 minutes for them to get that one test done. Every time I'd be like, oh, no, not happening. No, not happening today. But you've got to get tested to figure out what's wrong with you. You've got to be diagnosed to figure out that, that you need glasses, you need to see more. The more you get tested, the more the clarity they have in your problem. The more God allows testing in your life, it brings clarity into your spiritual growth and it gives clarity for where God is taking you. Somebody put your hands up and say, I want trouble. Everybody put your hand up, but you're like, oh, I did not sign up for that. I did not sign up for trouble. I signed up for happiness. I did not sign up for trouble. Uh, They said uh, that the evangelist said that if you accept Jesus, you know, you will find joy, peace and happy life. It is always a happy plate. Troubles, testing, God allows that. It's a diagnostic test to understand really who you are and how much you love God. When you lose something that you really love, it's a test to know how much you truly love God. Don't think that you sacrificed it because there is no greater sacrifice than God's sacrifice. His love is the greatest love that any person can ever experience in their life. But when he allows the testing that you got to let go of somebody, it could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be a dream, it could be, uh, you know, somebody that is really close to you, and he allows you to give that up, but for you to be tested to know the condition of your heart. You know, I'm, when one of our close friends, when he lost his son unexpectedly, he's just 20 years old and he lost his son unexpectedly, I was wondering how the dad would respond, how he would respond, losing his son. And, and, and he has mentored so many young people all across the nation and the world, including me. And, and uh, I, was, I, was, I was really praying for him that, Lord, give him strength. But when I got to the funeral, to my surprise, uh, he was comforting people who came to comfort him. He was, he was there saying, oh, it's okay, God is still in control. He was standing there with a smile saying, God is starting something new. Maybe God is opening my eyes to something that I did not see. And, and, and the sacrifice of my, he did not even say sacrifice. God allowed this in my life so that I would go to the next level and walk still walk in his purpose. And this is what really got me because it really showed the depth of his love for God than his human relationships including his own son. Because this is what he said. He looked at me and said, Sam, I have received so many things from God for the past, my entire life. Only good things. He has been so faithful. He has been so good to me all my life. Shouldn't I also receive this from him with both my hands? The loss of my son is also from him if I have received great blessings from him, I should receive this too. I was shocked. I was, I was blown away in my mind because it opened my mind to see the depth of his love for God. The depth of his, the testing will show the depth of your love for God. Number three, you are tested to be taught sometimes god allows the testing because you are tested to be taught matthew eight twenty three to 26 when jesus got into the boat his disciples followed him and behold there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves but he was asleep and they went and woke him saying save us lord we are perishing and he said to them why are you afraid Oh, you of little faith. Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calmness. God wanted to teach the authority that, the, that he had over everything. They were trying to, if, if, if only the disciples knew, the, knew that the one who created the heavens and the earth, including the ocean, is with them in the boat, they didn't have to panic. They could also go to snooze mode, sleep mode with Him in the middle of the storm. But they panicked because they did not understand the authority that Jesus had. Sometimes God allows tests in our life so that we can be taught about Him. We can be taught about His love. We can be taught about His faithfulness. We can be taught about His authority. We can be taught about who He is. He reveals Himself more to us through the time of God allows these temporary storms in our life to teach us, to show us how much he loves us. My friends, I want to I wanna remind you, trust the testing process. Trust the testing. Trust the one who allows that because he's like the sculptor who knows what he is carving. He's got the picture He is making a beautiful kingdom. He is is making this world into a beautiful part of what he wants it to be. He is making King City Church, he is making your life into all the beautiful plans and purposes and vision that he has for your life. But then he needs to chisel some things out of your life. It's not going to happen with, you know, always giving you hugs and cuddles and and, and playing with you. As an earthly father, there are times that I just, you know, play with my daughter and have great time. But when she's disobedient, when she doesn't trust the process, when she doesn't lean on her parents, when she doesn't understand that what we are trying to do is best for her, sometimes uh, we need to have some hammer, and chisel to change some behaviors and god allows those times to be tested in your life where he uses a hammer he uses a chisel there are various kinds of hammer in the hands of a sculptor it is not always iron hammer sometimes if they're creating the foundation of the, scu- of, the of the sculpture they need to hit it hard and break away some big things out of your life and god does The same thing, he breaks some big things out of your life. And sometimes those testing is hard. It's a hard hit. They also use something called a soft hammer. And the soft hammer is used sometimes for some minute details to be carved out. And that chisel is still over your life. And everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you for the chisel over my life. Hammer me away whatever things that needs to be chiseled out of my life, all the things that is not necessary to be in my life, Lord, all the things that you want to shape and carve out of me, according to your picture, according to your design, according to your purposes, according to your vision, Lord, keep that chisel over our church, keep that chisel over my life, keep that chisel over everybody's life, oh Father God, we are going to enjoy Hammer time. Because God is shaping us. It is God who is designing us. The church and the vision is in God's hand. Your life is in God's hand. He knows what He's doing with your life and with KCC. Because the making is in the breaking. Can everybody shout amen? The making is in the breaking. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what breaking experience you are having. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, you know, I'm going to have an easy way to my purpose. I'm going to have an easy route to the purposes of God and everything God has because I have a good family background. I have everything sorted. You know, I I know clearly where you're going. My friend, God is going to put a chisel into that. God is going to break sometimes. He's going to take you on a detour. Sometimes he, he, will, he, will, he will shock you. He will surprise you. But trust Him in that time. Trust Him in that time. Maybe you're, you're in the opposite situation. You feel like you, know, you are going wild. You have no idea where life is taking you if you are living in the purpose of God. But continue to trust Him in the process. Continue to trust trust Him in the testing because it is God who has allowed that. God is also watching you with your blessing. Maybe you've received some blessings, some new blessings in your hands. But God is also watching you with that blessing. If you are changing as a person after you've received the blessing. I I remember one preacher who actually said this that that one young man came to the church, he was very sincere, he was serving, he was doing everything. And, and the preacher asked him, man, you're so sincere, you're doing so many things, how is it, what is it that I want, you know, you want me to pray for you? Is it something that you need, is it something he said, pastor, I love God so much, I just serve him, but I, I'm also praying for a job, just pray for me. The Lord gave him a job and he started working. He became, you know, he started receiving new blessings in his life. Things started becoming better and better and better. And then one day, the pastor noticed that he stopped coming to church. He stopped coming to help in church. He stopped coming to, uh, you know, set, help set up. And all the things that he did, he stopped. So one day, the pastor called him and said, hey, young man, what happened? You stopped doing all these things. You say you love God and you want to keep serving Him, but you stopped doing all of these things. He said, Pastor, it's the job. I need to be there in the office even on Sundays. You know, it's a high demand. If I need to go up in my payroll, if I need to go up in my career, I need to keep doing these things. I just, I just, uh, I just don't know what to do. It's the job, pastor. I'm sorry, I'm sure, I'm sure one day I will be able to come. So the pastor said, all right, I'm sure you will. And you know what? I'm gonna pray for you. And the pastor called him, laid his hand on him and said, Lord, if it is the blessing that is blocking him from serving you, I pray that you shall remove the blessing. This young man opened his eyes like, no, wh- what are you doing? And he said, close your eyes, stay still. (laughs) And he kept praying, Lord, if it's the job that is stopping him from serving you. You know what? The next morning, the company announced they went bankrupt and laid down 2,000, almost 2,000 employees. And our Mr. So-and-so also lost his job. He comes running to church now on Monday morning. He's like, pastor, why did you pray that prayer? All right, you could have at least prayed that I lose the job, but not my company to go busted. Poor guys, I don't know what they did. And he just said, trust and serve God at all times. When you are blessed, serve him. When you're tested, serve him don't let the external factors of the world determine your love for God because if you let that determine your love for God you will have no clarity in your life when you have no clarity you don't know what is the vision you don't know what's the purpose and you are running wild and we can't run or build a church with people running wild we need people staying focused in the purposes of God rooted in the word and being planted in where God has called us to be that is why life groups are so important that is why every single thing is important whatever we do whatever God has called us to do in this church nothing is wasted I want to make that clear to everybody your prayers are not wasted. Every single thing that you do here has a purpose in your life and for the church and for the vision and for the future and it is not wasted. Just because we don't see its effect immediately doesn't mean it's wasted. You pray, you and I, we pray a lot of prayers but just because we don't see an answer to our prayers immediately that doesn't mean that your prayers are wasted That we can all stop praying right it's not wasted it's in the presence of god every single thing has a purpose one of the things that that we in this church we have allowed um to happen is that that we always pray that a person should be touched by God's love, not during just the worship time or by the sermon time. From the moment they step out of the car and meet our hostie, meet our usher, just that smile, just that warm greeting should touch their life. Our prayer is that, that from the moment they experience a person, they, they speak to somebody, they should feel God's love. There are so many people I've said even during this time as we are doing these Zoom meetings in lockdown. I was even sharing this with Raglan the other day that somebody sent me a message saying, I'm really glad that you put these songs, you know, before you start the service. I don't know who picks those songs, but some songs I've never heard. And sometimes I go back and listen to it. I search for it. And sometimes even the lyrics that you play during countdown, those lyrics speak to me. Those lyrics are relevant to what I've gone through. I mean, the church has not even started. We are just like still 10 minutes to go. But God can speak through any elements that is happening. Everything has a purpose. If we can just allow every single thing in our life to operate for His purpose and His glory, God can use anything to change any person's life. God can even use your time where you're spending cutting your hair and the conversation you have with the hairstylist or with the barber, you know, that conversation can create an impact in somebody's life. It could be the smallest of things that could change something radical. Never call it wasted because it is never wasted because God is always doing something whether you like it or not that's right God is always in the move he's not waiting for you he's not waiting for me God is always doing something the question is church are you ready to be part of it are you ready to be part of it if you need to be part of it we need to humble down we need to realize we know nothing and we need to say Lord break me and mold me, and shape me into the things that you want me to be, that you want me to be. I pray that you receive that word. I hope you are blessed with God's word today. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so by visiting kingsdchurch.org/give. We hope to see you next week with a brand new sermon.